the galaxy is full of film, and this is the Galaxy of Film Podcast. Right, and welcome back to the brand new episode of Galaxy of Film. I'm your host, Max. I'm joined with my co-host today, Danilo. How's it going, man? Listen, man, you know, as the guy said in um, Jurassic Park 1, life finds a way. Is that an actual Jurassic Park quote? I mean, I've, I've yeah. only seen... I, I, dude, there's... um. I had this friend I, we, we don't talk anymore um right. like during summer i would go over to his house before i had a job and um because he lived like a block away i would, I would stay the night yeah, dude yeah. um his, his dad had like a massive dvd collection and so we'd watch movies non-stop those summers but if it was a movie he picked we only watched the parts he liked so the oh, only scene this, in Jurassic Park I've seen is the dude hitting the computer and Samuel Jackson saying, hold on to your butts. <laughs> that's that's my only experience at Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, seen, that's, yeah, dude, that sounds like an awful experience. I've seen I World. haven't seen any of them. Uh, World's okay. Um, the, the Fallen Kingdom is pretty bad. I, I hated that. I watched that, that in a lobby. The, um, is that with the volcano erupting? Yeah, yeah. And they're all running. Yeah, dude. I'm I'm done with that. But we'll be talking about that in the podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, we we are talking about that this week. Nice little segue. Um, See, made a mystery. Yeah. Um. We're we're not alone this week. Oh, excuse me. I dropped a pen on my desk. Um. We're, no, we're not I alone. You yeah. We're we're not alone. We're we're joined by returning guest star uh, Nick. Welcome back, sir. It's great to have you on. Congratulations. Thanks, man. Thanks. We haven't I heard from you that, since you know. um since Donnie Darko, I believe. Yeah, yeah, but I'm back, better than ever. It's, it's good to have you on, man. I'm glad you can make it this week. Um, yeah. So I want to hey, go Max. ahead. Oh, say that again. Do you know who won okay. the Champions League, Max? No, I don't. Nick and I do. Oh. Okay. Oh yeah, we do. Chelsea, baby. Chelsea, oh, baby. I, the Blues. Dude, I thought you were talking about uh, the, the playoffs going on right now. What? Uh, no. Basketball? What are you talking Bruh, about? Dude, what? it's... Okay, man. Um, First off... I don't know who the players are, man. They all got BLM on the back of their jersey. Okay, dude. Well, all right. I, they do, man. They Bef- do. Before we get, we get into the news segment for this week, uh, I want to go ahead and first off... Um, thank you to our listeners that still just supported this episode. Um, kind of had something come up this week, so we were unable to record on Wednesday night and upload Thursday. So this is a Friday episode. Haven't done that before. Um, so thank you guys that are supporting this episode. It does mean a lot. Hey, Harold. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, Harold. How's your walk going, buddy? <laughs> Bro, oh, I, you know, I have to say something about that. I gave out my phone number an episode ago. And not one, not one text or one call. You don't even have to say anything. You could just shoot me a game pigeon pigeon message. I played those game pigeon games on the iPhone. Seriously, guys. Not one. So you want to start playing those with me? Yeah, dude, (laughs) deadass, I would. I I, I was just hurt a bit. I was like, you know, my boy Hale's going to hit me up. 
Simp is going to hit me up. Silver, you know, everyone. Not not even one text. I'm sorry. 248-505-1107. Hit me up. Jesus Christ. Oh. Um, so yeah, thank you guys that are supporting this episode still. Um, one one other announcement I would like to go ahead and make. Um, we've we've decided to part ways with our our other co-host Akari. Um, he'll no longer be on the podcast. Um, yeah, still support the guy. Um, it was it was great having him on for the time he was on the show, and you know I wish him the best, and I wish him the best for his. Um, his individual solo reviews he does on his YouTube channel and his uh, his music work as well. So uh, if you're listening, thanks for for coming on for these episodes, Dakari, and uh, you'll be missed. But on on to other things, you know. But um, yeah, let's 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 get right into the news. Um, Danila, do you wanna do you wanna take this away? The news segment this week. Yeah, yeah, man, I got you. I didn't know I was gonna be a host host today, so <laughs> did not come prepared. Alright, um, what are we talking about, what are we talking about, what are we talking about? Okay, yes, speaking of, of Jeff Goldblum, Life Finds a Way, Jurassic Park, Jurassic World Dom, the, the, Domino, Dominion, 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 first (laughs) poster and still shown off. As you guys can see, I clearly do not read. Nick H., what do you think of the poster and the still? Um, I gotta get it pulled up. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ! Jesus Christ, buddy, are you <laughs> okay? Okay, um, all right. My, my just thoughts. pretend that didn't happen, Max. Um, what do you think about that, my boy? I thought the poster sucked. Um, I thought the still was kind of basic. I mean, it's it's damn, dude. That's that's harsh, dude. I I did not like the the last Jurassic World, so I'm not excited for this. I don't think I'll see it in theaters. Um. I have no attachment to this franchise. I know, like, all the other characters are coming back. Jeff Goldblum had a cameo in the last one, which uh, which which was cool. But, yeah, I was not a fan of the poster, personally. Um, I couldn't care less. I have no interest in this franchise at all. Um, the first one seems like it was probably the best one. I've only seen parts of it. But it seemed okay. I like the Weird Al song. <laughs> Yeah, no, Weird Al, Weird Al's cool. You know, he's a he's a nice little guy. <laughs> so uh, I got to pull up. Uh, I kind of agree. It's a little boring, a little stale. Um, you know, I I grew up with the original ones. I watched Jurassic World. I thought it was fine. You know, I've seen it a couple times. Um, you know, not like I don't think I've ever sat down and been like, I want to watch Jurassic World. It's just it's been on, and I've been in the room and I've watched it. So, uh, but I never watched the second one. Um, the Fallen Kingdom, and I, I don't know that I'll watch this one. I just, I don't know, <laughs> kind of lost my interest. Yeah, I, I feel you. Um, some set photos released this week of uh, Indiana Jones 5. Um, I'm, I'm excited for the film. Um, a basic set photo is just Harrison in the suit, which is kind of cool to see back in the hat. What was really interesting seeing, though, was uh, in the background, you can see Dave Filoni. So I'm glad to see that... Uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, we, we talked about how he was promoted to, what, creative president of Lucasfilm or something like that? Creative director? Um, so I'm glad to see he's not just focusing on the Star Wars projects, but he's branching off to the other properties they're working on. So maybe he'll be involved with uh, with Willow. Wasn't that Lucasfilm, I think? Yeah, but remember they lost the director? Yeah, I'm saying maybe he'll step in for something with Willow. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I got you, I got you. So yeah, Daniel, do you have any any thoughts on these Indiana Jones stills? 
I don't care for Indiana Jones, but uh, you brought up Dave Filoni in it, the background. That's actually really interesting. Like you yeah. said, like I wouldn't have expected him to be over with Indy. Um, he, he's he's your Star Wars guy, but I'm all for it. I think he's a good storyteller. Um, he, needs, he needs to get inspired, though, with some new things, though, you know, not hitting the same beats. But yeah, I'm excited. And Nick, do you do you have any thoughts on these set photos? <clears throat> um, you know, man, after the last Indiana Jones, I just it, it, my expectations have kind of tanked. Okay, uh, next, so, next up, I don't want that negativity. So, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, the first three were great. I like but, uh, four. The, the, dude, you're the hey, man. You're, you're the man, Max. You are the man for saying that, dude. Four's not bad. It had some bad CGI. I mean, I no, I like no homo. I like no Shia homo. LaBeouf. I'll touch you. I like Shia LaBeouf. I like, I like everything. Oh, you know, yeah, dude. Just if you plot, like everything about it, it wasn't. It wasn't good. It just it had a bad plot. Like aliens, come on, dude. I thought it was a little bit of a, a different take. You know. Yeah, a little bit of more sci-fi. It's a, it's a drastically different take. Yeah, dude. Step away from all the religious artifacts. Give me something yeah. a little bit more mystical. I'm, I'm okay, okay with that. Um, uh, I, dude, I and hope then the it's good. exploded at the end because she got all the knowledge. In the world, like, don't you think that's a, just a powerful message for America? I hope it's good. Harrison Ford's older, can't move like he used to back in his young indie days. I hope we get a Shia cameo. That's, I'll be hoping for that. Okay. I don't even. All right, dude. I don't care. Yeah, I also want to see cameo. the monkeys come back from Indy Four, huh? But uh, as <laughs> dude, those for, things are uh, As dude. for Filoni, though, you know, I think he could make a quality movie. Uh, will it have substance, though? I don't know. Well, he's not directing will it look, this. Will it look good? Yeah. Well, you said he's involved, though, right? He's involved, yeah. I don't know if it's just story-wise or cinematography or how. This is his first um, first work with this new position, from our understanding, oh. unless he's already, you know, with the, the Ahsoka show and whatnot, I guess. But I feel like it's more Favreau. Oh, you just... <laughs> I thought you just quit. Um but anyways, Danilo, you and I were talking about this last week. Uh, Paramount announces... Oh, oh, I'm ready. I'm I'm so ready for this, buddy. Let's go. Paramount announces A Quiet Place Part 3 for a 2023 release date that John Krasinski will come back for, and a spinoff where he won't come back for. What are your thoughts? Okay. Uh, just clarification. Was it A Quiet Place Part 3, or was it just that spinoff? Both. Both are announced. Both. Okay. Quiet Place Part 3, get the fuck out of here. You know? Like, and so, yeah, should have finished it the first one. I didn't think we need a second one, like I said. I didn't mind the second one. I don't think we need a third one. I know when it comes, I will not mind a, the third one. I come out. A trilogy, good. Put it to bed. Put it on my bookshelf. Put it on my movie shelf. Call it a day after that. I don't need to see A Quiet Place 7. You know, the origins of A Quiet Place. Prometheus Quiet Place. I, I don't need to see that shit. The spin-off film, I don't know what that could possibly look like. That would be any different from what I've seen. Yeah, that I'm not excited for like the spin-off. That's just a cash. That seems to me like that's more of even a cash grab than the second uh, Quiet Place 2. Yeah, because Krasinski's not involved in the spinoff, so I'm not I'm not excited for it. I feel like the yeah. spinoff will just be not like you know, The Walking Dead has the main show, and then they have those like spinoff shows. I feel like it'd be kind of the same vibe as that. Wow. Oh. Yeah, maybe. But um, yes, but like you know, we've already seen how they got there. 
and we've seen how they fight him, and we see how they defeat him. You know, like what else? What other possible story could they tell that could be quote unquote original in this little universe? With the they'd have to they'd have to make it about the characters, I guess. You know, it wouldn't have to be about the monsters at this point. No, it'd be a different family. Yeah, maybe the the yeah. guy from part two I mean, in his origin story. It, it, you know, that's the same thing as like zombies. You know, you could say. With a zombie TV show, you know how to kill the zombies. You know how to take them out. It's like, why? How were you making a zombie TV show last? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe that's why it just tanks every year. Oh yeah, <laughs> fuck the Walking Dead. I liked Walking Dead up until like season eight. Yeah, no, me too, man. Yeah. But yeah. after yeah. after season like eight, dude, I uh, I I kind of quit. Well, I started watching. I watched season nine. Um, then I've watched like half of season ten and. Maybe I watched half a season. No, yeah, I watched yeah half a season ten. Excuse me. Yeah, my bad. Because season nine is with Rick leaves. Um, but up up next, um, Ironheart begins filming next April. Daniel, are you are you excited for the Ironheart film or uh, series on Disney Plus? This is the the Riri Riri Williams show. Uh, yes, sure. Why not? MCU. What is this animated or? No, it's live action. Okay, MCU TV shows, they've been doing well. Uh, the MCU Disney Plus TV shows below the Star Wars shows right out of the water, so I am excited for this. Do you do you think we'll see um, RDJ in this in some form of like a cameo, like the AI thing? Yeah, I think I think AI VL maybe even, you know. Um, Is he uh, willing to, to do cameos? I don't think he said. I know like... Uh, Chris Evans has made a couple comments, but I don't. I don't think RDJ said anything about it, from my understanding. Yeah. I, I, but he hasn't said he won't come back though, so it's like, yeah. You know. Okay. Nah, I'm excited for it. You know, it'll be something new. Uh, do we know who's playing Ironheart? Uh, I think they they cast Riri. I'm not. I, I forget if they did or not. But Nick, do you do you Yana? have any... no, Shut up, dude. Do I want? Sorry. Um, what what are your thoughts on the the Ironheart show, Nick? Um, I don't know. My my Marvel interest has been uh, slowly decreasing. I, I'm hoping it'll get sparked again with the Loki TV show. I haven't watched that yet. I know you guys were talking about that today. Are you an but, ass, okay. dude? But uh, <laughs> no, no, hold on. I'm getting back to Iron Man. Uh, <laughs> I like Iron Man, but I, I don't know. I, I'm just I'm not as hyped up for Marvel stuff as I was. So uh, I guess we'll see. You know, maybe I'll watch the first episode or is it a movie or is it a tv shoot it's, it's a, a TV show series. Okay. i'll probably watch the first episode if it grabs me cool but i, I wouldn't say i'm super excited right now yeah I, I feel you um up next nothing nothing too much to to say about this one um really the first image from the flash film release the director released it um it teases the michael keaton bat suit with the uh, the bat symbol and some blood splattered on, I'm personally pretty excited for this one. I um, yeah, I'm a big Batman fan. Do you have anything to say, Daniela? It looks it looked like the uh, Watchmen logo with the smiley face and the blood splattered on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, so it looks it looks cool. Maybe that was a nod to uh, you know, it's gonna be dark. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, I, hopefully. Um, I I don't care for the Flash. Uh, but I do like Michael Michael Keaton, so I will be excited to see him back, and maybe maybe I'll maybe I'll be excited for the movie. Now that you mentioned the uh, the Watchmen reference, I think that teases more than we're led to believe. I think we're seeing Jeffrey Dean Morgan come as Thomas Wayne in this as well. 
like we were supposed to originally before Keaton signed on to this. Because uh, okay. I know you didn't watch BVS, but there's a very brief flashback scene to Bruce Bruce's parents dying, and yeah. Jeffrey Dean plays Thomas Wayne in that flashback scene. Okay, um, I've watched uh, the opening, so I know okay. what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah so I'm, yeah. I'm like thinking... He, falls into the fucking bat yeah. thing. Yeah, I got so, you, dog. I got you. I'm thinking, um, you know, with the comedian dropping the button with the blood on it, I think that's just a tease that we are getting... Uh, Jeffrey Dean as well as Keaton which I'm excited for and Ben yeah, Affleck in the same movie we know he's returning too I'm okay with three Batman <laughs> but um, Nick yeah. do you do you have any comments on this? So I'm kind of confused um, so who is playing this Batman? So Michael Keaton Keaton's coming so Keaton's coming back and reliving his old Batman days that's yes. pretty much what this is saying it's, it's and the which movie is he going to be in? Flash in the Flash film okay so he's in the Snyder universe essentially it's he's like Flash is crossing out into the Keaton universe. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm hyped for it. I'm all for it. Yeah, they're having um, the Flash multiverse, something like that. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, give me. We're getting all these Spider Mans. Give me Batman. I'm totally down for it. Why not? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Drake Bell has been arrested for attempting to endanger children. Do you guys have any comments on this? Bro, I I don't know what he did. I don't want to get into it. It's probably some huge long thing. I just saw that he got arrested. That that's gonna break my heart, dude. I yeah. I tried to look into it. I was a little confused at what's going on. I, I think it's some girl he's known for a while, but yeah, you know, it sucks. He it, you know, he was just finding some recent success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. Uh let's Drake see. Bell, you let me down. Okay. You let me down, Drake Bell. Is yeah. Ray, I have no clue who this woman is, is Ray, but she's been cast as Spider Woman and in into the Spider Verse part two. Um, the comment I just made? What'd you say? We're getting all these Spider-Man, man. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm excited for Spider-Woman showing up. I know I've talked about how oh, I would like uh, Spider-Woman in the MCU. So this is cool getting here in Spider-Verse at least. Do you have any comments, Danilo? Yeah, dude. This actress looks like she blows cock. She's was in that stupid Lovebirds movie with Camille Ramatkowski, whatever the fuck his name was. You'll know her when you see her. I'm looking her up. That movie looked trash, and that's the only thing I've known her from. There was that photograph movie with uh, the guy from Get Out who was taken first. I think that was okay. That was a 74, but Lovebirds, bro. Yeah, 65. That The movie looked like dog shit, and the acting in that looked like even bigger dog shit. No. So I, I'm, I mean, I'm she, not too... She's just voice acting, though, right? Yeah. In Lovebirds? No, no, in no, Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah. But still, though, man, I I could care less about that. Oh, she was in BoJack for a couple episodes, so that's all I know yeah, her from. I don't, I don't want to see her, bro. I don't want to see her. So, uh, Nick, do you have any comments? Uh, I mean, I can't make an appropriate comment. I I've never seen anything that she's in. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, next up, let's see. We got some some footage and some trailers shown off. Um, a lot of it today. Um, the iCarly revival, the intro was released today. Did you watch this, Danilo? The revival intro? Yeah, the intro was released. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Did you? How do you like the intro? I know it's the same theme song, but... I love it, dude. It just, it warms my heart. It makes me feel like I'm 12 again. Not, I don't know when it got... Yeah, 12 is when they took it off. It makes me feel like I was 12 again, dude. It makes yeah, me feel I, like I'm just a kid coming home from school, turning on Nick, and I, you're, I'm watching iCarly, iCarly replay. 
What'd you say, Nick? <laughs> he said, I got home. I'm turning on Nick. It's like, hey, buddy. Wow. But yeah, um, I'm excited. I agree. It doesn't make me feel like a kid again. Um, Nick, are you are you excited for this this revival? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's weird. I didn't see the uh, the intro, but I did see the trailer for it, and so it's it's just weird seeing our favorite, you know, like child show characters as adults. I don't know. It's uh, I hope it's good. A little freaky to see. It's like watching like you know. Uh, the Muppets drinking or something, you know? It's Dude, just, they, it's just they weird did that to see, a like, couple years ago. Child. They did that a few years ago. There was a Muppet Adult show on ABC. Oh, God. It was yeah. um, it was a parody of The Office of Muppets. It got canceled after half a season. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully they make it work. I think it's going to be a little weird without Sam. But, uh, I mean, obviously everybody is an adult now and has moved on with their life. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I hope it's good. Up next, a trailer I thought was absolute shit was the the new Masters of the Universe show. Um, th- this thing looks more like an anime, more than a a tribute to the original cartoon. I hated this trailer. I will not be watching this show. Um, I was kind of giving it the benefit of the doubt because Mark Hamill's Skeletor, but that yeah, I, this this does not look good. Um, Nick, did you watch this trailer? No. <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, Danilo, thoughts? saw it um i've talked to somebody's at work about it they said it reminded them of their childhood but it did look a bit off to them like like you said look more anime mm-hmm. into them is this the kevin smith one though yeah yeah For my I'm, not a fan of kevin, I'm not a fan of kevin smith's work yeah i know it's hot take you know fuck me right um it, it just looks like you know it looks like 90s cartoons and i don't have any See, to me those. it doesn't look like that it looks like that Castlevania series they did, like on Netflix. It looks, um, it it looks like they're taking the colors of the '90 cartoons and throwing them on an anime style to try to blend in. Like, oh, we're gonna attract okay. everyone with these vibrant colors, and then we're gonna attract a current animation fan base making uh, this design style. Yeah, like you said, probably not gonna watch it. Um, so yeah. Um, are you another trailer came out uh, monsters at work you're gonna watch this yeah 1000% we talked about this a bit last uh, mm-hmm. episode um, I know I, I watched it uh, you said you didn't watch it yet um, but yeah dude monsters at work I've loved uh, monsters Inc and I've loved monsters University so I'm just more excited for more monsters content yeah Nick do you do you have any any thoughts I agree with Danilo um if it's <sighs> If it's more of a serious tone, I guess, like, the actual Monsters, Inc. movies, sure. Well, I guess the early movies, sure. Like, the Monsters University one was a little, uh, kitty for me. I don't what? know. Just Okay. What? Like, Harry Potter 1 vibes. I don't know. No, that's fine, dude. No, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. uh, you know, I, I like Monsters, Monsters, Inc., so, uh, you know, I like that they got John Goodman back, so that's awesome. Yeah, and, and Billy Monsters Crystal. University. Yeah. <laughs> you like Monsters Inc. and Monsters University. Um, last last step on the news. Okay. Last step on the news. I know Danilo, you gotta be excited for this. Ben Mickelson or Middleston, what the fuck his name is, and uh Force Whitaker are coming back for the Andor series. Yeah, that makes me happy. I I don't care about Forrest Whitaker. But Mendelssohn was a character I really wanted to see mm. um, more of. 
I read, you know, I read that Rogue One Catalyst book, you know, to help you uh, get prepared for Rogue One. Nothing connected, you know, fuck me, thanks Kathleen Kennedy. Um, but yeah, I really love his character. I thought we were going to see him in Rebels a bit, just for like a hot minute, like talk to Thrawn at least once. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't the case, but yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, hopefully he wears the same outfit, which I think he will, because all that means is my Hot Toys, baby. That guy's going to just keep on rising in price, and I'll be flipping that for like $900. I think they were supposed to put him in, in Rebels, but they decided not to last minute to give more focus on Thrawn or something like that, or Tarkin. Yeah, because it was that in the trailer. Remember there was like that cape shot where like someone was leaving and the dark trooper or the mm-hmm. death troopers were shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm happy you thought you brought that up, man. Um, yeah, that wraps up for news. Um, let's go ahead and talk about shows and recent views. Um, I've... I talked about last week. I didn't. I haven't finished it yet. I'm about halfway through Seth Rogen's yearbook. That's pretty good so far. I'll give my full thoughts um, whenever I finish it. So stay tuned for that. Um, you know, I've been watching this. It got, I got to season three recently. I just started the show though, Master of None, on Netflix. Um, I hated the pilot. I'm seven episodes in, but it's pretty enjoyable. After a minute, it's kind of slice of life-ish almost, which I I get a kick out of quite a bit. Uh, so check that out. That's good on Netflix. I'll give more of my thoughts if and when I catch up on that. But um, Loki premiered the other day. Danilo, I know you're going to be covering this on your podcast, mainly, like episode by episode. Yeah, um, every Saturday, um, mm-hmm. you look for Danilo J Reviews up on after you listen to Galaxy of Film. If you want like two hour to two and a half hour content of us just breaking down Loki with giving predictions, thoughts, and Easter eggs going real deep into it, like I did with WandaVision... That's where you'll find it. It'll be Brandon, I, and Francesco once again, just shooting the shit for two and a half hours about Loki. And we're real excited to talk about this episode. I can tell you that right now. Um, I loved it. Just a little sneak sneak peek, I guess. How about you, Max? What did you think of it? Oh, well, Nick, you didn't watch this, right? You didn't watch Loki? No, I didn't. Okay. Um, I loved it. It was interesting. I think visually it's gorgeous. It's the best looking of the three shows so far. Yeah, um, 1,000%. Uh, Owen Wilson's character, uh, Mobus. Yeah, Mobius awesome. or something. Yeah, um, dude. Yeah, I yeah. want to say one thing. Bef- you know, spoilers for the show, real quick. Um, okay, okay. I think every episode we'll talk like one small key topic to not take away from mm-hmm. your stuff because I want to bring it up. Um, did you when you saw the stained glass in the church scene? Did you think where you thought Mephisto? No, and I'll tell you why. I, I knew it was Loki as soon as Owen Wilson said the stab rooms look the same. Because the only person who has knives in the MCU that we know of is Loki. Okay. And so I'm like, okay, that's probably that's probably Loki there. And then they showed the devil. Well, it wasn't the devil the girl was pointing at. It's the horns that she was pointing at. Yeah, she, she was pointing to the devil, but she meant the horns, in my opinion. So I instantly knew that it's probably going to be Loki get going after Loki somehow. I didn't. Okay, I didn't think about that. Okay, didn't realize about the horns. I, That's good pickup. I, w- I was zooted out of my mind, bro. <laughs> so you pick up a lot more when you're zooted out of your mind. But then I couldn't go to sleep because I upset my stomach by just getting blasted. Um, well, I, I thought Mephisto at first, and then when we see the end of the, you know, when the the reel goes up, you see sex fluid. I was like, yeah. oh, that's they, that's intentionally there. Do you know who the the person in the hood is? Uh, Lady Loki, probably. Yes, yeah, that's what I said. Lady Loki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's well, my bad. Here's what I. Here's what I think we're gonna get three Lokis. Okay, three more Lokis or three total. Three total Lokis, and okay. I'll give my whole explanation more into um, 
when we in, in my podcast, but we're gonna see a Loki that we know from 2012, mm-hmm. another man Loki, and then we're gonna see Lady Loki. Okay. Do you think other yeah. man Loki will be Tom Hiddleston? Yeah. Yes, I do. Okay. I, I, I think it'll be like Vision and White Vision. Okay. Okay. That's a good yeah. take. But you, but uh, just real quick because we kind of skipped over the second god that was in this, uh, um, episode. Fucking Owen Wilson is the man, dude. Fucking Kachow, man. Kachow. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah, him. Yeah, Kachow. He's an um, icon. Yeah, let's start to have Bad Batch real quick. Do you want to go and give the recap? Holy shit, dude. This is, we're like a week. We're, this is going to be a last week's episode. Okay, shit. What happened, dude? <laughs> give me a minute. Give me a minute. The show's just so boring compared to uh, the fucking... Uh, you know what I'm talking about. God damn it. Mandalorian? Oh. No. No. Uh, Loki. Is this the way... Is this the one who... uh, Is this where they go after Moochie or Mochi? No. No, dude. Fucking Christ. God damn it. Yeah, exactly, man. I don't even... Hang on. Give me like five minutes. Give me a minute, dude. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. Okay, okay. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll give you the, the, the recap. Um, give, me, give me the benefit of the doubt. No, 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 you won't, no, you won't, no, you won't, dude. You're, no, you won't. you're gay, you're gay, you're gay. Come on, dude, fuck off. Where's... Where's bad bitch, bad bitch, bad bitch, bad bitch, bad bitch. Are you fucking kidding me? Do not say anything. I, I, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. Okay, bad bitch, bad Okay, come on, load, dude. Jeez, Max, <laughs> slow down your Wi-Fi, bro. Okay, I remember what happened now. Okay, episode six, decommissioned. So we open up on a galaxy again, you know, big fucking whoop, we're always in a galaxy because it's Star Wars for Christ's sakes. And they're back with the Carly, I don't, they're back with the lizard girl, practicing the sharpshooting with Omega is. Omega's being an absolute beast in this, she's like, I'm Omega! And anyway though, we see that little lizard girl and she's like, I got another job for you. And the bad bitch is all like, okay, fuck man, guess we gotta take it. So they take it. And they have to steal, uh, something. I don't fucking know. Oh, uh, the head of uh, one of those droids, like those tactical droids that were always like really the only threat droid in um, the Clone Wars. So we were like, okay, cool, a little Clone Wars, Clone Wars vibe still going on here. So they go to the planet and they see the head, but they're met by two people. And so you're kind of like, hmm, who else met them here? Lo and behold. It was the Martez sisters, Rafa and Trace. They were also going after the head of the battle droid. And so your mind was just blown. You were like, holy shit. Because you guys who are watching this probably hated the Martez sisters. I love the Martez sisters with Ahsoka. So I was real happy to see them. They had the chemistry there. They had the echo joke. And then Wrecker. Wrecker, all of a sudden, you know, he's bad on some droids. He's like, pew, 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 And he just gets tossed, and he gets, his head hurts. So you're like, oh, shit, dog. And then he starts saying, good soldiers. And you're like, oh, man. Is Wrecker going to the dark side here? Is Wrecker going to be an elite clone trooper? Is he just going to start shooting at Omega? Damn. But no. Wrecker fights it off. And he's like, I'm, I'm the bad batch. Uh, uh. And then you're like, there you go, Wrecker. You're the man, dude. You're the man. And so Wrecker, you know, he doesn't turn. He, everyone's just shooting the battle droids now. Big fucking whoop. We, we get the head. However, we don't get the head. 
because at the very end, as the Bad Batch is leaving and the Martez sisters are leaving, the older Martez sister, Rafa, is all like, um, yeah, we needed it because we're helping the rebels or something like that. I don't know. She said fighting fighting for freedom. Who the fuck knows what that means anymore in Star Wars? And uh, Hunter was all like, okay, I guess you can have the head. And then she was like, why, thank you. However, though, the Martez sister, Rafa, opened up a little communication channel and talked to someone, saying she witnessed the Bad Batch, and all we saw was their right shoulder. Who could that be? Max? It's Ahsoka, How about dude. you jump in, man? It's Ahsoka. How about you jump in? It's it's 100% Ahsoka, dude. Um, she She's the only one that the Roth, or the, the, the Martez sisters have met. We know in Rebels she has a tactical droid head. Um, yeah, she, they don't have the head, they have the information, but, you know, what if they find a blank head and put the information into it? Um, yeah, should we see her wear a poncho at the end of Season 7 of Clone Wars? I mean, R7's on board, I don't know how the fuck R7's still alive after he got destroyed in Clone Wars, so. They fixed them up, bro, they fixed them up. So, um, yeah, it's it's Ahsoka, I'm guaranteeing it. People are saying Bail are gone, I'm like, why, the, the Martez sisters don't know Bail. Why would they have a connection to Bale? It's either Ahsoka or Bo-Katan. Because um, we know Bo wears the poncho over her armor. And she they briefly met in that garage. I don't think they exchanged words. But, I mean, they, they physically have seen each other at least, you know. You know what someone said? Hmm. They said it was Cass. Someone thought it might have been Cassie and Andor. He's, he's young. I know. What if there was a young little Cassian? He remember the Cassian Andor show. He, he's five when the war starts, or when this when the Empire takes over. Who knows, bro? He had the. That's when he had the join, man. <laughs> but yeah, um, I thought it was. Guy. I thought it was a good episode. Not was cool seeing the Martez sisters come back and uh. A, a, a lot of people didn't like them in the, in the Clone Wars, like you said. So I thought it was kind of neat to see them in a little bit of a different take. Um, you know, get some spotlight, but not the spotlight, if that makes sense. You know? oh, I got you. I like seeing them, though. I like them, dude. I like their chemistry. They just mm-hmm. got a swagger to them. A little bit. Nick, did you, um, did you watch this episode? No? No, I okay, didn't watch dude. this episode. I didn't know. I was dealing with the Kari 2.0 here, bro. <laughs> no, oh, I haven't watched anything. I haven't watched a single thing. Okay. No, that's fine. Do you even oh, watch Insidious? Oh. Yes. Okay. Jesus. Watch the movies. I just don't watch Star Wars. I didn't and you were late I, I don't like too. That. And you were late like too. You, that's three strikes and you're out, bro. That's what we told the Curry. Just kidding, dude. I don't really fucking care. You get a pass. I was on time today. What are you talking hey, about? No, dude, you get a pass. Chelsea won the Champions League, bro. Oh, thanks, okay. thanks, man. But um, I, you know, I don't know where you're getting all this pent up aggression, man. Chelsea won the Champions League, bro. We should be celebrating nonstop for the, the whole year. No, dude. We're back on the next Champions League already. I, yeah, I hope so. You hear that, Danielle? Manchester United will never win a Champions League in the next five years. You're right. So now, exactly. now that we're, we're done with Bad Batch, um, do you want to go over your stream of the week, Danilo? Yeah, yeah, I do have a little stream of the week. Um, Let me pull it up. Oh, crap. Um, Let me find it. Sorry. A little bit unprepared for this episode today. Okay. My stream of the week is a bit a bit of an older movie. 
you know, but something that I thoroughly enjoyed. It was just kind of stupid. Like, if you're high, you know, turn it on. If you're drunk, turn it on. If your life's a shit show, turn it on. The Watch, 2012, directed by Ekiva Schaffer. And the little summary is, four everyday suburban guys come together as an excuse to escape their humdrum lives on a one night a week. But when they accidentally discover that their town has become overrun with aliens posing as ordinary subor- sub something, uh, they have no choice but to save their neighborhood and the world from total extermination. This, this movie. Is Vince in there, right? Yeah, yeah, and Ben Stiller. Oh my this God. movie is absolute dog shit. But it's funny as fuck, man. I mean, you know, that one, one of the black little alien guys, he's all like, he wanted a little BJ from an Asian girl. And he got it, you know. Dude, if an alien comes down and gets a BJ, good for them. Vince Vaughn, he, you know, Ben still was, uh, you know, he was shooting blanks, he said. You guys know what it means when you're watching the film. And Vince Vaughn gave him a nice little pep talk, man. You know, Ben Stiller was there. He was good, too. Everyone was good. Um, Who else is in here? The other guy. Who's the fat guy who gets skinny sometimes? Jonah Hill's in it as well. This is just oh a comedy. This is just comedy galore, man. And, you know, Ben Stiller is just a manager at Costco, and he's running a tight ship, and that's where everything starts, and that's where everything ends. Fun movie. Like I said, mm-hmm. if you do weed, if you do any drugs, recreational, hard drugs, give it a watch. Give it a watch, and you'll have a, the time of your life. Well, there you go. <laughs> that's a good recommendation, I suppose, for if you're a drug addict. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, well, if you just need a nice little feel-good movie. It's a nice feel-good movie. It's about brothers coming together. Brothers of the How, how can the sober portion together. of our audience feel about this? Oh, the sober? Okay. The sober portion, they might be like, yeah, this movie's trash, but it had some things going for it. You know, there were some there were some sex scenes here and there if you're a guy. Would you, if you're a girl. Would you say that you would recommend watching this for the same reason you would recommend watching Hot Rod? Yeah, sure. Why not? Fuck it. Because <laughs> you know what I mean? Because Hot Rod's kind of that dumb movie. It's like, yeah, it's kind of a bad movie, but at the end of the day, I, you still yeah, yeah, love yeah. it. I don't, I, I don't want to make the joke, but I, I will anyway. If you like The Rise of Skywalker, you'll probably like this movie because they're both shit. Okay, so, yeah. moving on. Moving. Where can where can people find this movie, Danilo? Um, HBO Max. There you go. All right, guys, we're gonna we're gonna go and take a quick break and cut to a rating system before we talk about today's topics: The Conjuring Part Three, The Devil Made Me Do It, and Insidious. So we'll be right back. Oh, hi, Mark. The Galaxy of Film rating system is based off planets featured within the Star Wars films. From our highest rating to lowest, here is the order in which we rate these films. Number 5. Coruscant, the entire planet is one big city. Number 4. Bespin, it's pretty far, but I think we can make it. Mining colony? Yeah, Tabana gas mine. Number 3. Like you did by the lake on the boo. Number 2. Set your course for the Hawk system. And lastly, number one. Gotta get back to Jakku. Back to Jakku! Why does everyone want to go back to Jakku? Alright, and we're back from a little break. Um, Danilo, do you, do you want to talk about The Conjuring first or Insidious first? 
Well, the viewers are probably here for The Conjuring, so we're going to talk about Insidious first. You can start <laughs> the whole episode. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to talk about it. I know you're a big James Wan fan, so you want to do, like, a James Wan episode this week. Yeah, dude. I've loved his stuff. Um, <laughs> of horror. Except for Saw. I don't find that horror. But this stuff, I find this horror. Okay. So, yeah. All right, well, give, give us the, the breakdown of Insidious. Breakdown of Insidious? Okay, so, you know, um... When I saw Insidious, I, I pissed myself, like, for the first time. Like, I just pissed myself. Um, not a lot, but, like, a, a tinkle, you know. Not, like, psh, but, like, you know, a tinkle. Anyway, though, yeah, and we'll get to that part when we get there, but it's, I, I was never a big horror guy. I was just kind of like, you know, I'm not a horror guy. I get a bit scared, you know, get scared at night. I, I didn't know about masturbating, so nothing was there to comfort me, really. And so... My cousin showed me this um, movie just out of the blue one day, and I loved it, dude. When I first saw this movie, I was like, now this is a good movie. Who, the, Whoever this guy is, I want to see more movies by him. And so, Insidious. Insidious opens up with a nice little family. They, I forget if they moved in. I don't think they did. They're just living in a house. Fuck it. Why not? And it's a nice little house there, and they're just having... Having a good old time, you know, three kids, two kids, four, five, six, seven, eight, who the fuck knows. Um, we have our main guy. What's his name, dude? The main actor's name? I forget his name, but he's in Patrick the Conjuring too. What? Patrick Wilson. Yeah, Patrick Wilson's just there with his wife. Um, absolute, absolute smoke show, both of them. And, you know, there's a, there's a kid. There's a kid who gets, uh, who gets up in on things, and he goes into the attic. And when he gets into the attic, he falls from the stairs. When he falls from the stairs, he goes into a coma. And everyone's like, oh shit, he's not really in a coma. So you're like, what the fuck is happening? And so they have to, and so we learn more about Patrick Wilson's character, Josh. And we find out that Joshy over here, he had a demon following him for a while. Something insidious following him for a while. And you know, that's not good. But what's even worse than that is that the mom doesn't let him know. So it's like sick. Real fucking sick, mom. However, we get to them, and they bring over Elise. Elise is like the lady from the poltergeist, who says, this house is now cleaned. Except this house wasn't clean. Elise had to clean this house. And so she did. And she told Patrick Wilson, listen, man, you need to go help your son. He's taken, his soul's trapped in the, in the, I forget what it was called. Fuck, what was it called? The Beyond? Or the the unearthed. Or yeah, what? she she called it like the I think it was the beyond uh, beyond reach or something. Yeah, I can't remember. It's some, beyond place, it's, something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's basically just like where you, where your soul goes goes, which isn't uh, purgatory nor nor hell. It was uh, limbo, basically. Is what what you're in. Yeah. Now we're, yeah. So, but demons are there, obviously, too. So you're like, oh, fuck me, right? And anyway, though, demons are there. Demon has hold of his son. And so Patrick Wilson goes in there and he gets his kid and he has to fight fucking Darth Mauls with a spider monkey tail. He gets it and we get a nice little rendition of tiptoe through the window through the garden. And that just fucking haunted me until even today, man. Like, I will not listen to that song. I will not listen to it. I will only think of that song with that movie. Anyway, though, great happy ending. You know, we get the kid back. Everyone's just singing Kumbaya. However, at the very end, something happened with Patrick Wilson's character. Where all of a sudden he chokes out his grandma or his mom? No, his grandma. No, no, no. He chokes out. Uh, he chokes out the 
Elise. Uh, Elise, yeah. He yeah, yeah, my bad, my bad. Poltergeist lady. Yeah, he chokes out the Poltergeist lady, Elise. And you're like, fuck, Patrick Wilson? Really, dog? Really? And then they, and then the, um, his wife takes a photo of him. Because in the past, when he was a child, and they took photos of him, there was always a woman behind him. And you're like, god damn. It was getting closer, getting closer, and then they call Elise. You know, then it really went far away. But now she's like, shit. Is there something wrong with my husband? So she does what any logical uh, spouse would do. Just takes a photo of him. You know, fuck it. Why not? I like photos of people. Fuck it. Snap. Snap the photo. Who's in the background of that photo? The fucking demon that was haunting him as a kid. And you just are like, oh shit. James Wan, you made a sequel. If this movie does good. Which it did. And then we got the Conjuring trilogy. And a shit movies after that. But yeah, that was basically it. Yeah. That's... That's insidious for you. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm gonna let you... Do, you. do you have any questions for us, Danilo? <laughs> regarding this movie? Yes. Okay. Do you guys know the definition of insidious? No. Nick? Is it like a... Bad intent? Like to cause harm? Or to like, you know, cause pain? Kind of. I didn't know the definition until like my sophomore... Junior year. Sophomore junior year of college. And I've seen this movie many times before. The definition of insidious is something that's evil that grows and grows and grows and grows. And at the very end of that final stage, it just overtakes you. And when I found that out, I'm like, shit. Is yeah, the movie I mean, so, like that? So you're, so you're insidious. You go cause pain. Yeah. Yes. So I rewatched the movie. The movie's a great definition of what Insidious is. You know, we start with little hauntings. The kid gets haunted. It keeps on growing and growing and growing till the very end where the demon gets over. When the demon overtakes the Patrick Wilson's character. You know, so that was something I thought was really cool that I didn't know before. You know, Insidious, the definition of the word, helps this plot time, of this movie. I feel, like you could, I feel like you could argue that all of the events that happened throughout the movie, they could have done that on day one if they just knew what was going on. Yeah, they could have, man, but then it's not a movie, dude. What? Yeah, yeah. Okay, dude. Yeah, I feel like they don't make flying cars, but yet we're at Fast and Furious 9. <laughs> okay, man. No, we're not going I... into that right now. Yeah. I... <laughs> anyway, no. though, the one thing that really took me out of this movie in the beginning was when the kid was put on a ventilator, basically, for the entire movie. That was, like, weird to me, because I thought we were going to really focus around this kid. Yeah, he's I on didn't the poster. <laughs> Yeah, he's yeah. fucking on the poster. Like, he's your main character. I didn't mind it. I, I thought what they were doing was pretty cool. But, Max, did it bother you? What'd you think of that? Yeah, I hated this fucking kid. Well, <laughs> okay, buddy. Yeah, I, I don't like the kid whatsoever. I just don't. Um, I don't find him interesting. I think the Patrick Wilson going through and, like, saving the kid is is good. Um, For, for the motive. To, to, to go into that realm, I think, is interesting um, and, and relatable in a way. But I, I hate this kid. He does nothing for the plot other than exist, really. Can I ask a question? Yeah. So, in the end, like, you know, when he's shackled up in the other world and Patrick Wilson goes in there, or that's his name, right? Patrick Wilson. Yeah. 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 When he goes in there, he goes save him, and he's like, oh my gosh, you're in shackles. He just. Unbuckles it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, what was the point of the shackles if you weren't even locked in? 
Yeah. Oh, they they go into depth more of that in the second movie. Oh, okay, well, I haven't watched the second one. Yeah, 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 they do. It, like, there's more explanation as to what you can do if you're not taken by anything. If, like, your soul's still on Earth, not in the world. Like, you're more powerful. That's why he was able to defeat the red guy so easily. And in the next movies, you see him, you, you see that the humans have more power. Obviously, if you're something living and you're not trying to r- latch onto a soul, you will always have more power than the demon. Mm-hmm. And he kind of he Juan kind of kept that motto with the the conjuring too to get in that. But yeah, keep going with the door. Uh, not with the door, Max, but with the with the kid. You were saying, dude. I'll be I'll be honest. This is a movie I've I don't want to say I avoided for for years, but it never interests me. Um, so when you when you wanted to watch this, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm I'm gonna watch the Sidious finally. <laughs> um, and I watched it, and. I think the first 35, 40 minutes are boring as shit. Um, up until we get to the Elise is there and she has she puts on the gas mask where she's communicating with the spirits. Mm-hmm. I think that scene alone is incredible. Um, throughout like high school, I was really interested in watching, and it, it scared me how much I dived into it. Um, like watching content on people trying to talk to spirits using like spirit boxes and like uh EVPs and shit yeah, stuff like that it interests me so much and it like scared me to think of um think of spirits being here and whatnot yeah. so i thought that scene how she's communicating to the spirits in a different way than using a spirit box or whatnot i think that's interesting and it really had me hooked at that point okay um, I think that is the best scene of the movie, to be honest with you. Um, oh, all right. I, I loved it as far as that. Um, and it really keeps up when we see Patrick Wilson go into this realm. I thought it was interesting for sure. I, what do they call Do they call him anything? The red dude? I know the, um, the kid yeah, refers the, the to him. The man with the red face. The red, oh, no, red face. The, no, no, no. The man with fire on his face. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know the kid refers face, to him it. as that. But yeah, the, the fire face guy. Fire face yeah. dude. Um... He looks terrifying, visually. Um, yeah. He's very creepy, for sure. Like you're saying, um, the with, with the use of the tiptoe song, where yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. scene where the camera's looking up and he's in his little like workshop playing tiptoe and he just kind of looks down and stares. That's terrifying. Yeah. Um, but it it bugged me how Patrick Wilson was so easily able to escape. Um, but if it if it's addressed in the sequel, then so be it. Um, but yeah, man. I overall, I I, I hate the ending as well. <laughs> really? I did not like the ending at all. Um, okay. Just that, just that middle part when we when we get to the gas mask scene, up until leaving the realm. I think it's a solid solid movie. A flick. Yeah. Um, spe- like that gas mask scene, dude is is fantastic. Um, oh, it's amazing. It's yeah. It's it's probably the best direction directing he's done in my opinion. Yeah, I can I can agree on that. Um, and now you mentioned directing, you you can tell this is a James Wan. Um, I know you yeah. haven't seen the Saw films; it's edited the same way, which is really interesting. Yeah. Especially um, towards those middle scenes, Saw does this thing where it kind of like the camera like zooms in and out really quickly, and it cuts back and forth, and they'll have like a screeching noise playing in the background. Yeah. This movie did that a few times. It's funny you mentioned the screeching noise 
because mm-hmm. something we almost never talk about on the podcast, well, we, we address it here and there with movies, is the sound design. Mm-hmm. Nick, what do you think of the sound design in this film? Well, explain, like, sound design to me. What? Explain? Okay. What you mean, like, what do you mean by, like, sound design? Like, like the, the, the sound, the, the sound design, like, the... You mean, like, how they operated the audio, like, selectively yeah. throughout the movie? Yeah, okay. yeah, the, well, like, yeah. That, that, like, that weird just, I don't even know what it's called, but it's like, just, like... Like, ominous and creepy, that tone exactly. they used, like, yeah, exactly. they that scene. Yeah, I feel like they did pretty good, um, especially, uh, oh, gosh, I'm getting the conjuring mixed up. Uh, no, I, I think throughout the whole movie, they did pretty good, especially, you know, for representing the different worlds and such especially like that one scene where he's already in the other world and he's sitting in the chair and they have him kind of freaking out in the chair and then they i feel like in that scene they kind of drop the audio to make it more tense and more uh fast paced you know and the wife is trying to guide him back and then it gets more relaxed because he's trying to hear her voice i guess at least if i'm remembering it correctly but no he did a good job of uh kind of filtering it throughout the movie how it needed to be yeah. set the tone appropriately one thing i really enjoyed about this film was when the man with the fire on his face appeared behind patrick wilson's character in broad daylight i have never seen something like granted i didn't watch a lot of horror movies but now i do but i still don't think i've seen anything like that where it's just calm talking about in the calm. kitchen yeah in the kitchen you know it's just calm like you know there's not really anything going on he's explaining things here and there and all of a sudden, the camera moves up, and you see his face right behind Patrick Wilson. That may be the only jump scare that gets me. Did you Did you guys like that? It didn't get me, but I I saw it, and I you know I had the reaction like you. Know, I was like, "Whoa! Like that's that's crazy! Like that's cool! I, I really enjoy that little you know piece of work." <laughs> um, visually, I think that shot was great for sure. It's, it's pleasing to look at in a way. Um, yeah, it was. I've seen the the calm antagonist staying behind the protagonist thing done in Halloween a couple times. So okay, it it didn't blow me away. I think visual looks good though. Um, yeah, visually it's sweet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, do you guys want to go ahead and just rate this? <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah, if you're down for just you know making a quick little review. Yeah. Um. Anything you anything you hated in the film though? Yeah, the first thirty minutes, forty minutes. Okay, that's just your big rip. Dragged on a little long at times, I felt like. Like, yeah, I felt like I was sitting there kind of like, come on, like, get on with it. Okay. Yeah, that's right. that's my thing with it. Um, Danilo, you're, you're going to hate me, man. You're going to hate me. <laughs> I'm not, dude. It's going to be higher than a boo. It's going to be an Naboo, probably. It's... <laughs> It's a hoth on the way to the boo. <laughs> I will absolutely obliterate you, dude, when I come down to South Carolina. <laughs> I live in South Carolina. <laughs> North Carolina. Yeah, that it is, man. Like, I, that, that, oh, I'm, I'm getting you a poster with the kid on it, the one that's front and center, dude. Dude, the, the kid's barely in the fucking movie. Yeah, I'm going to get you this poster, dude. I'm going to get Patrick Wilson to sign it, James Wan, uh, Rose Bryant, all of them, dude. We'll say that for gonna say for our biggest fan yeah for our biggest fan so so you, so you didn't so you didn't enjoy this one not not too much i think that once we get to the gas mess it takes off um yeah, yeah, yeah. and for me it was going to be probably probably a bestman or maybe even like a hoth on the way to best or a uh, boo on the way to bestman but 
just looking back, oh, 30, 35 minutes, did not like, of this hour and a half long movie, or however long it fucking is, um, and the ending just crashed, in my opinion, um, it, it did not stick it for me, it, it just, it okay. felt, like, I, I knew there was a sequel, but there's a difference between, um, we talked about this last week on Quiet Place, there's a difference between setting up a sequel and mm-hmm. leaving it open for a sequel and, like, shoving a sequel down my throat. Like, yeah, I know I we're getting one. And this felt like, up. Oh, make sure you see this next year. <laughs> yeah, okay. You know. Do you or, think you were too old to watch it? May, maybe, I guess. M- maybe. Like, ten years ago, do you think you could have, you would have enjoyed it better? Well, I mean, that's like, that's like saying, you know, did you enjoy the prequels as a child? It's like, yeah, they were the coolest shit ever. But as an adult, I obviously see them for what they are. That. That's that's a oddly good comparison. <laughs> yeah, that is. All right. Anyway, though, yeah. maybe. Dude. All right. I don't know. All right, For me, I, I really, I feel like I appreciated the gas mask scene more because I, I had that interest in the whole spirit stuff in high school. Okay. Yeah. Because that Did that like shit Heredit? terrifies me. Did you like Hereditary? Heredit- I loved Hereditary. Yeah. That's interesting because that that's the spirit stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's cool. Yeah. Bum, yeah, you guys go ahead and rate it. Yeah, Nick, what uh, what's your rating here, buddy? Uh, strong Naboo. Um, I don't think it did anything. With me, in the topic of horror in general, it's kind of hard to blow me away. Um, it, this one, you know, it didn't really do anything to, I, I guess, feel like there was a game changer in this horror movie for me. But it was cool. It had some cool scenes. I really do agree with the gas mask scene. That was a really cool scene. Um, and I like the concept of him going into the other world. I don't like that they forced down a sequel down my throat. I think I would have rather them have this end this or like have them end this movie as a standalone film, the possibility of another film. You know, if like the fan outreach was good enough to warrant another film, great, let's do it. But if you're just like, hey, we're making another one, guys, I don't know. I Yeah, if, like, if I, like I, the I, sequel was in production already. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just I it felt a little fast paced at times, a little a little rushed, but it was it was good. Strong to boo. Okay. Okay. Okay, man. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Guess everyone just hates hates my movie recommendations. That's fine. <laughs> what am I now, dude? Oh, for three. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, though. Just kidding. That's what Max says. Jesus Christ. All right. I'll give my rating. I don't know what made it. What made me fall in love with this movie? Because I rewatching it, it's not the best movie. It's really not the best horror movie I've seen growing up. Uh, I think it's just parts of this movie that I just I, I just visually remember, and I had a good time watching it because I was scared. When we when we see the red guy behind Patrick Wilson, when we see the gas mask scene, you know, when we see the tiptoe through the window, when that boy jumps out of the cupboard, all those things I can visually put together what in my mind what the color palette looks like of those of those shots. So I love them, and that's why I love this movie. You know, the plot's not too good. It's really not that scary. I think using the definition of insidious to have kind of be like a foreground for um, storytelling, for telling this movie, I think that's really cool, actually. Um, But yeah, this is is probably going to be a Naboo on its way to Coruscant, being 21 years old. You know, I think I held this movie up in high regards when I was a kid, but rewatching it again makes me just kind of like, eh, it's not the best, but it does have a special place in in my little heart. There you go. There you go. Proud of you, little guy. Thanks, man. 
Wish my dad would say that. Oh. Yeah, oh. Uh, after this break. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, you ready to talk about uh, The Conjuring Part 3? Oh, dude. I have been ready to talk about this since I got out, changed my underwear, and drove home, dude. Because I combusted watching this film. In theaters. Give us, give us the recap. Okay. So we open up on an exorcism of this little kid, dude. And the little kid's playing Twister 4 on the fucking table where his asshole's by his face. I mean, dude, the kid could probably have sucked his own pee-pee for crying out loud. You know, he's eight, though, so, you know, pedophilia. I'm not Jeffrey Epstein to our listeners out there. But anyway, though, you know, the kid opens up exorcism, you're like, oh, shit. But his but his brother Arnie's like, devil, come inside me. And you're like, oh, fuck, dude. Arnie, really, bro? And we knew Arnie's going to be do some bad shit because... Arnie, Arnie, Arnie kills someone in the trailer, you know, so we already, we already saw it. Anyway, though, we go back, uh, Patrick Wilson gets his heart stopped, dude. Uh, Ed. So we're like, fuck, dude, what the hell's happening? I didn't know a devil could do that, or a demon, whatever the fuck you want to call it, demonic spirit. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Anyway, though, we keep on going on, so he's in the hospital, he's a bit tied up, he's on cane, he's on meds. Big fucking whoop. See ya, Patrick Wilson, you're gone for 90% of this movie. Sophia from, from Veramiga's time to shine now. Lorraine. Uh, so she comes up to the forefront. And Arnie's there, and he he's just possessed still. He's he's having he's having a rough time. He's sweating. He's just you know just he just looks sick, dude. From the second from the next shot we see him, he looks fucking gassed, not in a good way. Anyway, though, he gets to the point. They play a song, which Max will give a nice shout out to when we get to uh when we get to our big reviews here. But they play a nice song. Lights go black, and he just starts stabbing someone fucking twenty eight times. And you're like, Jesus Christ, Arnie, what's happening here? He gets arrested, obviously, you know, back in the day, you still got arrested for stabbing people, you know, this ain't, this ain't a third world country, bro. Anyway, though, he gets arrested, he, um, uh, what does he do? Um, he pleads that he was possessed by a demonic spirit, because Ed and Lorraine, uh, convinced their lawyer that that needs to be your defense. So, they're like, so, she's like, alright. And instead of getting the court case, which I thought we were gonna get, the, um, uh, her, Arnie's lawyer was just like, hey, Ed and Lorraine, how about you go gather my evidence for me? So they did that. They went on a little a little hunt to gather evidence of saying, you know, that demonic spirits can do this. And they run into this little cult. And you're like, oh shit, not a cult, but a, a Satanist. A Satanist who plants totems places so she can make herself one with the devil in the, in the next life or whatever, you know. Fucking Christ, dude. You know, it's bad enough. I get people, you know, saying racist shit. Are there really people out there being Satanists? Fuck, man. Pick well, one yeah. or the other. Dude, just, just pick being a racist, bro. Enough with this devil shit. Anyway, though, we keep on going on. And uh, they're, they're discovering stuff. They find out it's a lady. And they're like, oh, wow, shit. Lorraine finds out it's a lady. But the lady finds out about Lorraine. Because as we know from the other Conjuring universes and movies, Lorraine has this power where she can like see things how they happen. She's like Hannibal. Uh, not Hannibal. She's like, what's his fucking name? In the TV show Hannibal. Uh, Will Graham. She's like Will Graham. Where she can see things, how they happen, what could possibly happen next. So she's like one with the world. Well, the Satanist can do that too. So you're like, oh shit. Here we go again. I love anyway, relationship. Yeah, basically, that's a great de definition of what, what we're seeing happen here, except it's just two women. Women on women action. No, <laughs> put your dick in your pants, big guy. Quote, unquote, Wolf of Wall Street. Anyway, though, we keep on going on, and we find out Lorraine knows where she is, and she goes, because you need to destroy the altar. 
we get to the altar, the old man who we see, his his daughter's a fucking Satanist, and you're like, dude, really? Fuck you, man. You're part of God. So then Lorraine's like, yeah, get fucked, you know. So the daughter kills him. Lorraine goes, and she defeats uh, the uh, the Satanist because Patrick Wilson's character comebacks in because he signed on for a contract, so we have to pay him somehow, so he needs to be in this film. So what does he do? He tries to kill his wife. He takes a sledgehammer, misses the wife, and destroys the altar. And, you know, we find out at the end, Arnie, Arnie lived. Arnie didn't get the death penalty. He was just accused of manslaughter because he was possessed by the devil, apparently. Yeah, and I think in real life he served like four or five years and then got out. Yeah, and he Slap was married the to the girl afterward. Yeah, yeah, slap on the wrist. So if yeah. any criminals are out there, any criminals, just say the devil did it. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Just say the devil did it. That'll work. Um, anyway, though. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. That's it. Anyway, though. Wow. Um, I actually, I took some notes on this this movie for the first. <laughs> You're time. the man. I took some notes. You're the man. Um, I, I watched this You're on HBO man. Max instead of a theater, um, just for pure convenience. Man, I didn't have a chance to go to a theater to watch this. Alright, bro. Sorry. Um, no hard feelings. But yeah. Um, as someone who has only seen the Curse of Lala in one of the Annabelle films, which, dude, is fucking Curse of Lala not part of this franchise anymore? No, she, it is. Um, funny you should mention that. The director who did that directed this movie. I, I know that. Um, yeah, yeah. For listeners, bro. For the listeners. One of... Everyone that does like a conjuring like rating list puts Lala in there, right? Curse of La Llorona. Um, mm-hmm. The producer tried the other day saying it's not a part of the universe anymore. Uh, no, it probably is. I don't know, man. It, it, it isn't, it isn't. Like... Annabelle wasn't... Well, Annabelle was. I'm trying to think. What they tried to do there was span, span out and make their universe more, you know? I think they tried to make it more... Um, what the fuck do you call it? What are the fables, dude? Like Bigfoot, the New Jersey Devil, that type of shit. <laughs> they tried to do that, you know? And it just didn't work. Because La, La Llorona blew a big fat cock in, for the box office. Mm-hmm. You know, so after that, you're like, fuck. Yeah, we're not doing this anymore. Not part of the universe. Yeah. So. Um, so I, I was personally really glad that this movie was kind of its own story, um, that I could, I didn't have to rely on the first two films, the Conjuring films, to understand this, because I didn't watch them. Um, I thought Blondie's Call Me being used in this movie was genius. Um, I'm a big fan when a, a movie can take a song and give it new life almost into a scene. So I was a big fan of that. Um... I love the the credits. Hearing the actual audio from the the David exorcism at the beginning that was that was great. Um, yeah. Not a lot of movies do that. Loved it. <laughs> um, two things I hated, and ultimately reflect my my rating for this film. Um, I was not a big fan of the main antagonist, the the the, the possessed girl, the daughter of the the priest. Oh, oh really? Oh, she wasn't possessed. She was just satanist. Oh, yeah, she well, was I'm satanist. I was not a big fan of her. Um, okay. I mean, I get it's quote what based on a true story. I just didn't find her that interesting. They didn't shine too much backstory onto her, in my opinion, to make me fear this character. Um, I feel that's a writing issue more than anything compared to source material. Um, the other thing that that bugged me, man, it bugged me. And you you've talked about this before, Danilo. You love the politics and you know like the nitty gritty stuff. 
I wanted to see that case, that trial. So did I. So did I. I can't wait to talk about it with you, man. I, I, you want to go first or should I? I mean, I'm saying I wanted to see it, and I didn't. No, get I to wanted see to see it, it too. And that I, I, that that kills this movie, in my opinion. Yep. That's what I, I thought I we were gonna agree. see, dude. That that's what I thought we were gonna see, cause it's like the devil made me do it, and you your trailer was focused about the courts. We saw so mm-hmm. many of the of the courts, like we saw that Patrick Wilson line where he says, "If God, if you know." The court system recognizes God. You need to recognize the devil. We saw them all standing up, right hand on the book or whatever. We saw the DA in the trailer shot. So I thought we were going into the court system. At the same time, though, the Conjuring movies are the adventures of the Warrens. And so the trial is not, at this point, the adventure of the Warrens. Even though I think for the purpose of you know telling the story, you should be including the trial when you hype it up and you include it in the name. But, of course, they have to focus on the Warrens' story, which is the adventure, I guess, they consider of the movie, which is catching the Satanists. Yeah, that's fine with me, man. I just want to see the crap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I agree. Yeah, me too, yeah. That's why they didn't do it, because, they, you know, the Conjuring movies follow the Warrens. They don't follow the trial. They don't follow, you know, the criminology going on here. In my opinion, this movie needed to be like Saw. You know? Yeah. They kind of reinvented the wheel with, I mean, not Saw, Spiral. Oh, they kind of okay. reinvented the wheel with Spiral. They needed to do it with the Conjuring movie. We're, yeah. we're eight deep now, or whatever. It's it's time to do something different, which I thought would then be the court case. And when they're giving the well, when they're giving the evidence that they presented, we're gonna we're gonna see flashbacks of how Lorraine and them got that evidence. But we're still ultimately seeing the court case. You just have to remember that this isn't like a Netflix serial killer documentary. It's a it's a horror movie. So they could have still done that, man. If they did yeah. what I just no, said, no, I get it the evidence first and then we see the flashbacks but it's still a horror movie it's not a documentary so they gotta shoot for that horror you gotta keep it I, in the genre you, I just you know wanted, what I mean I wanted like three minutes but I, I'm with you I wanna see yeah, the trial dude. I completely like, I agree have... and then they cut when the person read the fucking verdict yeah, yeah. man I was like what the fuck that... now I have to read and I can't read dude that, that was some bullshit man like I'm having to read that but I get a sappy scene of a uh... Ed and Lorraine, they could yeah. they could see, but I was like, what the fuck? So that that bugged the hell out of me. That kills the rating I, I, for I me. Loved, I loved how you know when he uh, at the end when Ed is possessed by the Satanist and he's attacking Lorraine with a sledgehammer, and then Lorraine's voice somehow gets through to him, and you know he gets control again. I love that he's just so happens to be in front of the altar with a sledgehammer. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Like what? What impeccable timing! Like, <laughs> yeah, that part. That part. Um, yeah, that's that's all the notes I have on the Conjuring Part Three. Daniel, do you have more uh, to say? I know you love the franchise. I I love this movie. Um, I wanted the court system part of it. I really, really wanted to see that. I understood about twenty minutes in. We're not getting this. This has the best opening to any of the Conjuring movies. Any of them, hands down. I agree. You know, we always have to read that shit of like, you know, the Warrens are here, the Warrens are there, you know, shit like that. I thought it was great, great when they said they had to go get perform an exorcism, and then they took a pause, and then it said on an eight-year-old kid. That was like, oh fuck, man. You know, like that was pretty cool. Great opening scene. Um, the Conjuring, like you said, how you wanted to see more backstory for your antagonist. The Conjuring universe lacks with that. 
lacks completely in that department. You won't... In, in all the Conjuring movies, you won't see a good development for the antagonist. You're just going to say, he's a demon. There's going to be somewhat of a story there, but it, it's ultimately, you're a demon or you're a Satanist. You know, like, or you're possessed. That's going to be it. At the, it's just at the same time, you always have to keep that open mind that, you know, this is a potentially made-up story by the Warrens, so you have to understand they probably didn't put a ton of thought into the, you know, the antagonist. Yeah, yeah, that too. Um, I love the exorcism shot, the, the you know, the homage to that in the mm -hmm. beginning, the guy in the briefcase. I love the Shining reference, how uh, Patrick Wilson's character is limping while he's holding the sledgehammer. It's like Jack oh, Torrance yeah, limping yeah. when he's oh. holding the the a thing and he said here's johnny you know one thing i really that... love oh sorry oh no you're good uh the waterbed yeah <laughs> dude that was a good scene that was that was a pretty good scene um weird but cool have you have um, you guys ever been on a waterbed yeah i, I have bro. once yeah bro, I, um... one time that was a good time oh oh dude jesus christ what Okay, I was about to say, I've, I've been on a fucking waterbed, and I don't ever want to go on one again. Thanks. Happened, Thanks, dude? Daniel. Never mind, just keep fucking going. <laughs> well, uh, water, in my opinion, the waterbed scene was really cool. Um, I, I thought that was one of the more well-done scenes in the movie. Like, some of the CGI looked a little crappy, like when she falls off the cliff, or gets, like, dragged off the cliff, and by she, I mean Lorraine. Yeah. Um, when he's floating in the uh, the hospital room, and the, all the helicopters are around. Uh, that was kind of that looked a little cheap, uh, but you know they did some other scenes that looked real great. I thought a lot of the totems were looked pretty cool in those scenes. Um, I thought the tunnels were pretty cool in uh, underneath the uh, the priest house. I liked the uh, spontaneous connection of the, you know, the priest who knows everything there is to know about this topic, and it's just magically his daughter. <laughs> I, yeah. I wasn't really expecting that. I wasn't expecting that either. I thought that was a nice little twist. I, these Conjuring movies don't really have twists. Yeah. So I, I like I, I like that. Um, it's funny, you didn't mention the altar. You guys mentioned the altar, how you didn't like how it like, so happenedly, you know, that's what he's swinging at. No, I what thought it was good. Bo what bothered me about the altar so much was how it was lit. It looks like I... it was a half-finished set design where you okay. just have your... Your lights behind there. I'm like, you guys could have put like candles or something, you know, and just uh, did camera tricks to make the lighting look like it was, you know, natural. Even sure. if it was those like beams or whatever, you didn't have to put the floodlights there. Like that, that just killed the vibe for me for the altar. That made it me feel like I was in a movie. Um, shout out to Max though, dude. That song absolutely slaps when he stabs the guy 28 times. Uh, oh, that yeah. blonde, that blondie thing, that was insane. I love that. Uh. And I'm trying to think, man. Yeah, the ending killed it for me, but like Max said, with the credits, um, I loved how they put that in there. And I, I want to say, to my recollection, they put that in the first Conjuring and the second Conjuring, but not their spinoff ones. How did you, uh, how did you feel about the acting in general? I mean, like, uh, I guess specifically more of Arnie and the kid. I just felt like it was a little cheap. Just a little... I felt like it was cheap too, yeah. Especially it's the just, kid. <laughs> when are you gonna marry my sister, Arnie? And it's just like, yeah. oh. like, come on, kid, you can do better than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was cheap, yeah, man. Uh, Arnie, I don't know what I was expecting from that guy or actor, whatever you want to call him. I was expecting more though. I wasn't expecting him just being an absolute puss for throughout this entire. Yeah, movie. honestly. 
Um, yeah, but whatever. I thought the the devil or the demon, the Satanist, when she like turned into the demon form, I guess you know when we saw uh, those clips, I thought that looked really good. Better in yeah. my opinion than the than the conjuring than the second conjuring villain, uh, but not as good as the first. I think the first will always hold up. What did you think about the scene in uh, when they're down in the uh, oh god, what's it called? Uh-huh. Where the, all the dead all the dead bodies are. Oh. Uh, my then, theater laughed at it when the fat guy started storming them. Did they? Uh, yeah, because they're like, uh, they're they're like this fucking guy, you know. Like they thought that was <laughs> funny, but hmm. yeah, I thought it was a uh, serious for her. But then you've got Ed on the outside, like, what do I do? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did that like though how Sophia, uh, Sophia uh, Lorraine was the forefront of this because usually it's Patrick. Yeah. Um, and Sophia's always, too. like, the heart of it, but Patrick's still leading the charge, but now the heart took over, so I thought that was nice. Yeah, she did well. Um, I, I, the wish, what I wish I had more information on was their interaction with the police. Like, I don't know how much of that is real. I know that in real life, the, I think they're called the Glatzels, right? The family? Yeah. So they don't really, they're not big fans of this movie, at least from what I understand. Like, they thought, you know, it was definitely kind of uh, stretched for entertainment. Uh, David, you know, the, the kid, he, I think him and his brother, or at least, I think David doesn't even talk to the media. I think he's gone off the grid, from what I, from my understanding. And his brother, I think his name is Carl. Carl talks to the media, but he's basically like, no, we, uh, we've come to the point where, you know, we believe as a family that David had a mental illness and that he was never possessed. Like, that's our strong belief. But, of course, you know, for movies and for entertainment, they blew it and they made a horror movie out of it and saying he's possessed. So, uh, but I think at the time, I think the family did think he was possessed. But now, yeah, yeah. current modern-day David and Carl are like, nope, it was just mental health. That's like, interesting. It's interesting. Um, yeah. Do you... Well, what do you rate this, man? I know you're you were ex- extremely excited for this movie. Um, you sound like you loved it. What is what is your rating for this film? Best spin because it rewarded you. It, it, it was a lot. It did a lot of good things. It didn't do a lot of bad things. It did a lot of good things, and it rewarded you for watching the original, the first one and two Conjurings. Mm-hmm. When the first Conjuring, there was a journalist who goes into the house, into their house where they have all the, those artifacts. Um where the guy at the end of the movie puts the artifact in the totem or whatever. So in the first one, a journalist comes in there and he's like, well, don't you get scared of having all these, you know, sacred possessions in here or, you know, these demonic things that, uh, you know, these demonic things. And Ed's like, no, because it's like taking guns off the street. And then of course we get that exact same line from the priest in this one. I thought that was really cool. And then same with the nun brief, but still cool. The nun's picture wasn't in the first one nor the second one until they took it in there uh, because of the case in The Conjuring 2. So I thought that was really cool. Um, I had a good time with it. I had a good time. I thought the sound design was good. I thought it had just enough scares. Not scary, but just enough scares um, for it, for the film. I loved how uh, Lorraine was the main focus of it and Patrick Wilson's character, Ed, was a bit pushed to the forefront. Still the best opening in all The Conjuring movies, in my opinion. And, yeah, the ending wasn't the best, but, you know, I liked how we still got the the clips from the actual um, recording. I thought that was a nice touch at the end. I thought that made it 
made me feel like I wanted to stay around and watch the credits. So I agree. Them. I agree. What about um, you, Max? My, my rating is a is a Naboo on the way to Bespin. Okay. Um, like so the movie does a lot of things right. It had me interested in this franchise for the first time. I'll give it that. But I that the case bugs me. I wish I could have seen it. Yeah. Um, and I I did not like the antagonist almost whatsoever. So yeah, I did move right. on the way to Bespin. Um, Nick, what what is your rating on the Conjuring Part Three? Uh, Max, you kind of stole the words out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> Naboo on the way to Bespin. You know, it had me interested throughout most of the film. Insidious, you know, at times I felt like I got a little bored or lost my interest. But this one, you know, it, I felt like continuously it had my interest. It was, I was, you know, I don't know if I was sitting on the edge of my seat, but I was looking forward to seeing what was going to happen. Um, a lot of the shots were cool for, you know, uh, especially with the totems in the dark and like the tunnels and stuff like that. I don't know. Or like when they go to the priest's house, I thought that just the, the setting and everything with that looked pretty cool. Um, otherwise, you know, I, I thought it was just a, a pretty decent horror movie. Uh, I agree. I wish we would have gotten more of the trial, more about Arnie. But, uh, you know, I, I guess it's kind of like what I was saying earlier. This is a horror movie. So they're trying to go more of the horror approach on it. Um, but yeah, like a 3.5, you know, Naboo on the way to Vespin. And, uh, oh, something else I wanted to say was that scene, you were talking about Danilo, where they go and they put essentially like the trophies in that room. <laughs> I feel like in a way, you know, something that bothered us with Insidious that we were talking about was how they forcibly were kind of setting up a sequel. With this one, it was kind of like, eh, we could still have another Conjuring movie for all we know, but we don't know. And it's like, if that- it ends there, then it's fine. And that's the thing I want to ask you guys before we wrap up the discussion with uh, for this. Do you think we're done with Ed and Lorraine? You think we're going to just do a trilogy no. and be done? They have too many stories. No, they're they're going to keep making movies off of this. I don't know how even many with, more. Even with the way it ended, where they had the nice little happy ending in their little gazebo. <sighs> I just they have too many. They have too many ghost stories, you know, or like I guess too many like demonic stories like this. It's like, why would they stop making it if there's money to be made? Obviously, this was a pretty popular movie. I guess what happens going forward is, do you get the same actors to play those characters? Yeah. See, I think we're we're going to get a different story from this point on. Different characters. Like a different Ed and Lorraine um, group of protagonists. But we'll see them return, like a crossover kind of thing. Like, they'll okay. join together for it. Whether it be based on a real story or just completely fictional, I think we can get a crossover. Like, a good, All like right. a, a proper passing of the torch after mm. we're introduced to these new groups of characters. I think that'd be appropriate. But so. I mean, these stories are still based on true events, or like, you know, true to Ed and Lorraine. Mm-hmm. I'm saying from this point forward, though, if they were to, you know, retire the real stories, quote unquote, um, they could go so ahead. Would the, would the new stories be, I guess, based on true stories still, or would they be fictionalized? Maybe the first one, like a different group doing a, a based on a true story, however they want. But the second film, in my opinion, would be perfect if we have this new group, and yeah. they need help from Ed and Lorraine, and it's kind of their their retirement, like they're coming back one last time. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that, and based do an original story of that. Why not? You've already done at that point, however many fucking movies based on a real story. So why not do something different? That could okay. be the, that could be a real reinventing of the wheel, you know, switching yeah, point yeah, of yeah. views and whatnot. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that that wraps yeah, I it up. Just wondered, for, oh, go ahead. I said I just wondered some because some people thought this would be the last one. They thought it would just be a trilogy as your core, and then you would have all your spinoffs and still continue to have spinoffs. So that's interesting. I like your guys' take. Mm. But I think that that wraps up for the Conjuring. Um, Nick, where where can our listeners find you? guys can find me on instagram uh it should be like nick h underscore 16 something like that you'll find me in the galaxy of film posts i'm sure <laughs> yeah you've, you've you've kind of been here quite a, <laughs> quite a bit lately <laughs> yeah <laughs> promoted as um, our third co-host <laughs> but um danilo you're you're doing loki want to plug that in again on your own podcast yeah, sure. After you guys get done watching this spectacular episode and all the spectacular episodes to follow, be sure to check out Danilo Judd Reviews on podcast uh, platforms. Basically everywhere, exactly where you're getting this. Just look up Danilo Judd in the search bar and it'll pop up. And you'll be hearing our Brandon I. Francesco's uh, hour, two-hour-long review of Loki. And we'll go in-depth with it, what we like, what we don't like, Easter eggs, and predictions for what we have. Because boy, oh boy, with this show and with already episode number one, I think Brandon and I have like a list of five predictions we have. Which oh, jeez. We'll Damn. Yep. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this episode, guys. Stay tuned for next week. We're talking about Star Wars Episode 2 Attack of the Clones. We got good guest stars lined up for next week for sure. Be sure to leave us an Apple um, review, iTunes review, if you enjoy the show. And make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Galaxy of Film. And we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye, guys. Bye.